God is holy. Um, I don't know what your concept of uh, being holy means. But as far as God is concerned, it means that God is outside of anything, outside of anything that is affected by sin. God is outside of it. Yep. Amen? God cannot be touched by anything that is sinful. That's what being holy means. And um, what that means is, uh, for you and for me this morning, is that um, we're coming to someone who is not affected by the things that we get affected by. God is in control of all things. Amen? And um, his control over everything is not affected by circumstances like we get affected by circumstances. So he is holy. But the, the, and, um, you know, sometimes, you know, when people talk about that, they think, well, someone who's holy is untouchable. Well, he's untouchable. He cannot be touched by sin, but praise God this morning, we can. <laughs> Amen? The Word of God, uh, 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 the apostle uh, talks about the, uh, the fact that when, because of the Lord Jesus Christ, we can come now into the holy presence of God. We can come into the sanctuary of God because there's someone in that sanctuary Amen? Who is it? Jesus. He's there, and the Word of God tells me He's made a way for you and me to come into that place of holiness and stand before a holy and righteous God, not in any righteousness of our own, but in the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ. Wow! Isn't that wonderful? The apostle says, Paul says, uh, I, I think it's Peter says, it's a new and it's a living way. It's a living way. Amen? Praise God for that this morning. Wow, I, I could go on. But I, I need to uh, share with you what the uh, Lord has put on my heart this morning. And I, I think it will in many ways complement what already God has been saying to us by the Spirit. And so uh, the title of my message, for those of you who've already seen it on, online, is Beyond the Horizon. Beyond the Horizon. Um, and to, I believe that God wants us to see beyond the horizon. Okay, now the horizon, you know, in the natural sense is, is what, you know, uh, something that's off in the distance. We can see as far as a certain uh, uh, you know, distance, but uh, our eyesight cannot uh, allow us to see what's beyond that horizon that uh, is before us. Um, and unless we've been there, we, can't, we don't know what's beyond the horizon. But, uh, and so um, I want to talk in, in, in that sense, because uh, in the area of our understanding, okay, 
the extent of our knowledge is governed by, usually governed by what we've previously learned. Okay? And, um, and so God is speaking to us, I believe, by the Spirit this morning. And in the spiritual, although we can be limited, we can be limited by our lack of knowledge of God's plan and provision for the church and ultimately our lives. Or we can be limited by the extent to which we have experienced the work of God in our lives. But I believe this morning, I believe this morning that in every area and every aspect of our lives, God wants us to see beyond what we can see with our human capabilities. Amen? Hallelujah. God is speaking to us, and I believe he wants us to see that we're not to be limited by our human capacity. We're not to be limited by our human logic. We're not to be limited by our human level of knowledge. We're not to be limited by our human ability to reason. Because this, this, in the past eight, 15 to 18 months, uh, we've been challenged. And in many respects, we've had difficulties seeing what the future held in many ways at different points in time over the past 15 to 18 months. But putting aside those challenges of everyday life, I, I, it seems to me we've also been challenged in understanding what is happening spiritually. What is happening spiritually? What is God doing? And how are we to respond in our walk with the Lord? What should the church be doing? How should the church respond? Many have been asking those questions in the last uh, 15 to 18 months. Now, I'm sure uh, you're, like me, uh, if you, you follow things uh, on the internet and uh, maybe uh, uh, media, uh, church voices, there have been many voices that have been clamoring for the believer's attention. I'm not going to limit my comments, but the one thing I do know in the, that in the last 15 to 18 months is despite our sense of we not, not being in control, God has always been in control. Do you believe that this morning? Although we may have felt at some point in time out of control, God has always been in control. Amen? And God... And I believe this morning that despite all the, the, whatever the voices are, God has been working out his purpose and building his church all over the world. Amen? God has not been building a political movement in North America. God has been building his church. He has and is building his church towards the day of his second coming. I believe that God is, Jesus is coming again. Amen? Um, and uh, I, you know, I take the, the word of God, and I've mentioned this previously in some of my messages over the last 12 months. Um, uh, I believe he's coming soon. Amen? There are events happening around us that seem to fit into biblical prophecy. But for me this morning, and I pray as for you, I, I get up every morning and I say, today could be the day. Do you live like that? Because that's how we should be living. 
Today could be the day. Because the word of God says uh, that Jesus doesn't even know the day. It's only the Father knows the day. And we need to remember that. And so if any prophet comes and tells you he knows the day, tell him that's impossible because Jesus doesn't know the day. <laughs> only the Father knows the day. Okay? And so, we, but he is coming. Amen? In the words of the old song, it says he's coming soon. He's coming soon. With welcome, we, we welcome his returning. It may be night. It may be noon. I know he's coming soon. Amen? So let's, let's put that to rest. Amen? And God has been building his church during the last 15 to 18 months. Um, and, and we need to remember that the church is not just in North America. The church is all over the world. All over the world. I was reading a statistic. You know that there is an estimate that there are more Christians in China than the whole population of the United States. Just think about that. And they're living in persec under persecution. They're living in re under restrictions. Okay? Now, you know, you put that in perspective, okay? There, there are over a billion people in China, okay? And a third of the population, it is estimated, are actually believing Christians. God, so God is at work. <laughs> Amen? No matter what's going on around and about us, we, we get so caught up with the, you know, the pandemic and all these things, but God is still building his church. Amen? Amen? And, and, you know, it, it, it's amazing, okay? Uh, um, any of you on uh, Pastor Carl, uh, Mark Davies' um, email newsletter? Okay. I, I, got, I opened it. Um, well, it's on Facebook. He, put, he, put, uh, he, he posted it on Facebook this week. During the last 18 months, they've been building a church in Faisalabad. <laughs> in Pakistan, and it's nearly complete. And it's all been done in the last 12 months while the pandemic is going on. So God is building his church, amen? Even in the midst of a strict, okay, Muslim, Islamic sort of country, which is uh, hostile to, to the gospel, Churches are being built. So doesn't that give you encouragement? God is building his church no matter what's going on around and about us. And so let us focus on doing what we need to do to be prepared for the coming of the Lord. Amen? Amen? Um, and, you know, what has God been doing? Maybe, maybe um, uh, the past eight, 15 to 18 months has, to, uh, has meant to be uh, to break us away from the routine of church is that possible okay why in order that we can recapture what it means to be truly to be disciples of the lord jesus christ and what it really means to be the church amen how many of you know that this is not the church the church is each and every one of us, amen? And God is calling us to be the church, amen? People that are 
uh, are joined together so that when we do regather, when we're beginning to regather, we will, as we shared in, in my last message, come back to what is the heart of worship, coming back to the heart of worship. And I, I really believe uh, this morning that these past 15 to 18 months have been an opportunity for us to grow in our relationship with the Lord and to be equipped to minister in the body of Christ. And I pray that each and every one of us uh, have taken that opportunity. And uh, I've said previously, if we have done so, we will be ready and equipped and we can expect a fresh move of God amongst us as a fellowship. So to continue my main message this morning, I believe that in every area and aspect of our lives, God wants us to be not limited by what man may determine is possible and what is not possible. <clears throat> to see beyond the limit of our vision in every realm of our life's experience, which means God is calling you and me this morning to step up the level of our faith and confidence in God. God is calling us to broaden our horizons. You know, sometimes we sense God challenging us to step out in an area that we have never been involved in before. And we hesitate because we feel it's outside our area of calling. God wants us to see things and believe things are possible from God's perspective. Amen? Luke uh, chapter 18, Jesus says, the things which are impossible with men are possible with God. Amen? Amen. Amen. And I'm, I, I want to uh, just remind us, okay, well, uh, that, uh, that scripture in Hebrews which says that they that come to God must believe that he is, and he is the rewarder of those who diligently speak, uh, seek after him. The things which are impossible with men are possible with God. Amen? Not in a general sense, not for other people, but they are possible for you and for me individually this morning. Amen? God is calling us to step out to new possibilities. Amen? Not in our own strength, but in the power of the Holy Spirit. God is calling us to live with an unlimited perspective. I, I, let me ask you this morning, have you at any point in time in your walk with the Lord, sort of says, well, that's not possible for me. You felt God just speaking to you and pointing you maybe in a certain direction, then you've, but you've stepped back and you've said, I don't, I don't think I can do that. Well, I want to tell you this morning, God is asking you and me to live with an unlimited perspective, not just in a general sense, but personally on the personal level. In Romans chapter 12, it says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Amen? Then, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Amen? You, have to, you see, we, we have to stop thinking from a human perspective. We have to stop thinking limited by our sense of what we can or what we can't do in our own strength. God is saying when we do that, when we begin to think in a way 
that is controlled by uh, the, the promises of God, we will begin to learn to know God's will for each and every one of us. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We are called, this, uh, I believe, uh, to live and, and to uh, involve ourselves in new possibilities. And for this, we need a, a limitless passion and courage. As Christians, we are called to live in a way that is not controlled or limited by our human abilities or capabilities. We are to live with the knowledge and confidence that in the words of the apostle, he says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen? Hallelujah. No matter what I might face, I live with that confidence, knowing that no matter what it is, whether it's in the natural realm or whether it's in the spiritual realm, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, this doesn't mean I will not face challenges in life, but as it says, through Christ who strengthens me, I can do all things. Amen? I can do it not by my own, in my own strength, but in the strength of uh, the Holy Spirit. Amen? I can overcome. I can know victory this morning in whatever I may face in life. I can succeed. I can accomplish whatever I am called to do for the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Do you believe that this morning? Hallelujah. If you, if you didn't believe it before you came in this morning, I trust that after hearing what I'm sharing this morning, you'll go out of these doors believing that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Amen? Amen. So if we are to live in this way, we need to have an unlimited faith. An unlimited faith. Amen. I shared this message many, many years ago. Uh, a few years ago, I, I pulled it up. I think it was 2010. It was on my computer. <laughs> but uh, I believe it's, it's, it's uh, appropriate to, to resurrect it. Again, so limited by unlimited faith. Um, okay, so uh, next slide, please. Okay, we're all <coughs> probably very familiar with this story. It was by faith that Abraham obeyed when call, God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. He went out without knowing where he was going. And when he reached the land God promised him, he lived there by faith. Wow. Um, you know, Abraham uh, lived in what an area which is called the Ur of the Chaldees, which is uh, actually in the southern part of Iraq. Okay. And um, it was uh, a place where, um, uh, you know, it was a godless place and where people, uh, um, the religions that they followed uh, were, were pagan religions. It was a place where uh, child sacrifices were made to the gods, etc., etc. And yet Abraham, in the midst of that, God spoke to him. And God says, I'm going to take you out of here, and I'm going to uh, give you a, 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 what we, we frequently call the promised land. And Abraham 
you know, uh, the prophetic word says there is a voice. God wants us to hear the voice. Amen? God speaks. Amen? And, and, and I believe that we can have, know the voice of God speaking to us just as Abraham heard the voice of God in the midst of a pagan uh, environment. God spoke to Abraham. Amen? And in the midst of this world that we live in, which is in many ways godless, God can speak to each and every one of us. Amen? And he can show us the, the future that he has for us. Amen? Praise his wonderful name. Abraham, please God, walk by faith and not by sight. He went out without knowing, it says, where he was going. He obeyed. He left his country and relatives home in obedience to God's word. Did not know where or what it was like. Believing God would show him when necessary. And that's an important thing to remember this morning. You see, the Bible teaches us that God, before revealing the full extent of his plan for us, often challenges us with obedience. God wants to know, are we going to be obedient? And he, he will not show us what's beyond the horizon until we first take a step of obedience. Amen? And so this requires an unlimited faith. Okay. Um, you know, there are so many stories we could uh, draw upon uh, 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 <clears throat> from the Bible to, to illustrate this. Um, in Jeremiah, God spoke to Jeremiah, go down to the potter's shop and I will speak to you there. Okay? Uh, then the word of the Lord came to me. Okay? Go down to the potter's house and I will speak to you there. If Jeremiah had not been obedient and gone down to the potter's house, God would not have spoken to him. Acts, as for Philip, it says, an angel of the Lord said to him, go south down the desert road that runs from Jerusalem unto Gaza. So he started out and he met the treasurer of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority, etc., etc. Philip was obedient to the voice of the Lord. And when he was obedient to the voice of the Lord, God revealed to him why he was telling him to go there. <laughs> there was, God knew already that that uh, uh, Ethiopian treasurer was going to be there. <laughs> Amen? But if Philip had not been obedient, there, there wouldn't have been the, the blessing of leading that uh, man to the Lord. Uh, I, Paul, uh, it says in, in Acts chapter 9, um, Paul, uh, Saul says, uh, then his name was Saul, says, Who are you, Lord? And the voice replied, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. Paul had to be obedient to the direction of God before he would know what God was going to do through him. Amen? Uh, and you see, our tendency is to check things out first. We want to check things out first. And Abraham found that God gives more light in response to obedience. And as he moved out in faith and courage, the land was revealed to him. Later on, when he went out, God then began to open up more about his purposes in, in his life. And in Genesis chapter 12, he says, I'm going to give, you this, land, give this land to you. And so... Um, that everything starts, unlimited faith starts with obedience. 
how are we going to be obedient to the voice of the Lord? And, and so God has spoken to us and said, his voice to us in these days is to be ready and prepared to minister to whoever we come into contact with, especially those who, who are lost and do not know the Lord. Okay, and an unlimited faith will always lead to an unlimited vision. If you can just put the next slide up, please. It says, Abraham had been obedient. He followed the Lord's direction. He got up, took his family and he went north. Lift up your eyes from where you are and look north and south, east and west. All the land that you see I will give to you and your offspring forever. I will make your offspring like the dust of the earth so that anyone could count the dust, then your offspring could be counted. Go walk through the length and breadth of the land, for I am giving it to you. So Abraham moved his tents and went to live near the great trees of Mamre at Ebron, where he built an altar to the Lord. Oh, praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. See, God has a purpose for each and every one of us. God has a plan for each and every one of our lives. And I believe not only is, is it just a, a, a direction, but God has a place for us to inhabit in the spiritual realm. Amen? Hallelujah. Likewise, okay, in Acts it says regarding, you know, remember we, we, we talked about uh, Paul being told to go into the city, and then it says, um, and it says this, in Acts chapter 26, it's not going to be on the overhead. And he said, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting, but arise standing on your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose, to make you a minister and a witness both of the things which you have seen and of the things which I will yet reveal to you. I will deliver you from the Jewish people as well from the Gentiles to whom I now send you, to open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance amongst those who are sanctified by faith in me. Um, I was reading this scripture, and um, it, it, I never really sort of uh, uh, recognized this uh, uh, before in reading it. But we know, you know what happened with Paul. If you go back through the Acts of the Apostles, uh, you, you will know about the many, many uh, difficulties that he faced in preaching the gospel. Once he was stoned and they took his body, which they thought he was dead, and they put him outside the city thinking he was dead and he was going, you know, that was over with. But God raised him up. Amen? Um, and, 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 and he was shipwrecked. You remember the shipwreck and many other things? And yet, it had been prophesied previously, I will deliver you from the Jewish people, because the, the, the Jewish authorities didn't like what he was doing <laughs> in converting Jews to, to, to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, as well as from the Gentiles to whom I now send you. This was a prophetic word to Paul right after he had gone into the city. And it, you remember they, he was to send for Ananias, and I, or God spoke to Ananias, uh, a believer, to go and to minister and to pray for Paul. And this is what the prophetic word was to Paul at that time. And isn't God, you know, ahead of us all the time? God is always ahead of us. God knows everything. You see, an unlimited faith 
obedience will lead to an unlimited vision. Amen. God has a vision for each of our lives. And who could have imagined maybe this morning the fulfillment of the, the ministry that was given to Paul? And so, so the vision is always more than we can see. The vision is always more than we can see. And the way th that we come to that place where we, we see beyond the horizon, where we see beyond what we can understand and see with our natural eyes or our natural understanding, uh, uh, the vision is always more than that. And see, we see, uh, when, it, when it's seen from a higher perspective, when it's seen by those who walk by faith and not by sight. So an unlimited faith, an unlimited vision will lead to unlimited growth. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 15, we're going to re re read again. It's continuing the story of Abraham. He says, Genesis 15, he took him outside and said, look up at the heavens and count the stars, if indeed you can count them. Then he said to him, so shall your offspring be. <laughs> That's an incredible scripture. Okay. At that time, Abraham's vision was not even for a son. God spoke to Abraham and in fact said, my ways are far beyond anything you can imagine. Abraham didn't have any children. wasn't even married. And yet God told, promised him, look up at the heavens and count the stars, if indeed you can count them. Then he said, so shall your offspring be. I believe that God wants us to know growth. Amen? Hallelujah, growth. And God, uh, you know, as I was looking at this verse, um, it's a special verse actually for me and, and Gwyneth. Uh, because it is a testimony of our own son. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, my eldest son, Mark, was in the British military. He was uh, a, a, um, an officer in the um, Special Forces, what called the British SAS. And he was actually um, uh, involved in Desert Storm, the, you know, the Iraq War. And uh, at that time, he was not following the Lord. He wasn't following the Lord, and um, one night they were uh, camped down in uh, uh, a wadi. You know what a wadi is? A riverbed, a dry riverbed. And um, uh, Mark says to me is this, that he, he was, uh, you know, he said, if you're not scared in the middle of a war, there's something wrong. <laughs> okay. And he would, uh, and, um, as he was lying there in the desert, he says, and the desert is very cold at night. <laughs> and they were camouflaged, and he was looking up, and it was exactly where Abraham, they were actually in a wadi, uh, exactly where um, uh, this took place, okay, uh, and in, in Iraq. And he was looking up at the sky, and it, the sky was clear and full of stars, and Thank God for Sunday school stories. This particular scripture came back to him as he was looking up at the sky. 
And at that moment, he, he said, he said a prayer to God, if you get me out of here, Lord, I'm going to commit my life to you and serve you. And so, you know, God has a vision for each of our lives, and God speaks to us in different ways. And I believe that that was God speaking to Mark at that particular point in time. And praise God, Mark is following in the Lord now and, uh, uh, and is very dedicated to the things of the Lord. Uh, so God has a vision for each of our lives. And he speaks to us and, and challenges us to be obedient. And when we are obedient, he will open up uh, what, what his plans for our lives are. And, and, and it, it will be a, a promise of growth. Amen? Hallelujah. Abraham's vision became a reality as he walked by faith, courageously obeying God. Amen? Hallelujah. And we all know, okay, the stories, okay, the Old Testament. Abraham experienced supernatural fruitfulness in his descendants. Amen. Growth from generation to generation. How many believe that for growth from generation to generation in your life? Amen. Hallelujah. You know, God's, God's promises will never fail. Amen? And, 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 and I, I believe it in growth from generation to generation. I was reading in the Psalms this morning about the importance of uh, uh, passing on uh, to, to our children uh, the, 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 the goodness of God and the blessings of God. And how God uh, is faithful in, in, in to every generation. And, and, and I believe that as Abraham knew uh, his following generations being blessed by God, okay, as they uh, obeyed God, we too can believe for growth in, in our generations. Amen? How many are believing that your children are going to follow the Lord this morning? They may not be at the moment some for some. It may not be happening at the moment. Believe it. Believe it. Amen? Hallelujah. How many are believing that your grandchildren are going to be following the Lord? Amen? You see, the goodness of the Lord. You know, and I, let me just, you know, sharing the goodness of the Lord with generation to generation. Some of you have heard this story about Gwyneth, okay? My wife this morning, Okay? Her father was a, was a believer. He was an evangelist in the church. Okay? When Gwyneth was 18 months, he died. Okay? He died. We were over recently in the UK a year or so ago, and I heard a brother t telling us the story of passing his father's bedroom and his father on his knees praying for his children and his children's children. Amen? He died not seeing the fulfillment of his prayers. But praise God this morning. Amen? Not only his children following the Lord, but his grandchildren are following the Lord. God is faithful. God is faithful. And this is what we're talking about this morning. Amen? Hallelujah. And so uh, we can expect growth. We can expect fruitfulness in everything we do when we're obedient and when we follow the vision that God gives us. Amen? Hallelujah. We, and praise God this morning, that will lead to an unlimited impact. An unlimited impact. Now, the, 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 you can put the next slide up. Okay. It says, Abraham, uh, the word of God, uh, uh, 
it tells us that Abraham, uh, not the word of God, but the, 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 the name Abraham actually means a blessing to all nations. A blessing to all nations. Wow. Because of his obedience to get up and get out of that place of paganism, Abraham. Amen. How many this morning know that we are blessed in Abraham? Amen. Because Jesus, amen, Jesus is the result of Abraham's obedience. Jesus came, amen. God wants, and I believe that God wants us here this morning to be a blessing to our community. And wasn't that the word of the Lord to us this morning? God wants us to be a blessing. God wants us to, to, to know in our own lives and in our own experience the blessing of the reality of the love of God shed abroad in our hearts. Amen? Amen. And as we know that, uh, reality of, the, uh, of the, the love of God shed abroad in our own hearts. Amen. God wants that to flow to others. Amen. Hallelujah. God wants us to be a blessing to our community. Dare we believe this morning that Transformation Church can not only be a blessing to our community, but Transformation Church can be a blessing to our province. Can Transformation Church be a blessing to our nation? Can Transformation Church be a blessing to the whole world? Amen? Well, how can that happen? Well, I want to tell you, with God, all things are possible. Amen? God is calling us. God is calling us, each and every one of us, to make ourselves available to God. And not to, not to think in terms of, well, I don't think I can do that. I want to tell you, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Amen? Hallelujah. And who knows who God is going to raise up in this place? Okay? Ministries. Can we believe that God is going to raise up ministries in this place? Individuals that will know what it is to be grounded and equipped in the things of God in this place and will go out from this place and be a blessing, maybe in our province, our nation, even the whole world. Amen. I, I believe that with all of my heart. I, I, I don't want uh, to, to be limited by simply what I can uh, do around here. God has a greater vision for each and every one of us. Amen. God wants to see things, uh, us to see things from an unlimited perspective. God wants us to live life with unlimited faith so that we can have an unlimited vision and so that we can experience unlimited growth and have an unlimited <coughs> impact on whatever realm we are called to minister into. Amen? And so the challenge is this morning not to... to to embrace what God wants us to do this morning, to, to listen to the voice of God speaking to us, amen, and not to put it off, 
Uh, Jesus, remember, uh, uh, talking to the disciples, says, Do not say there are still four months, and then comes the harvest. Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are already white for harvest. Amen. There's a harvest to be reaped. Amen. Not for our glory, but for the glory of the Lord. Amen. There's a harvest to be reaped. Those that the Lord spoke to us about this morning, maybe uh, the outcasts of this world, those who are uh, not thought much of in this world, but I want to tell you, God has his plans and purposes for people that God wants to put you in touch with. God wants to lead you to. God wants you to be a, 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 the means of uh, sharing with them the love of God so that they too can now be embraced by God and by God's will and by God's purposes for their lives. Amen? Hallelujah. They are ripe for harvest. They're already ripe for harvest. Finally, let's put the, remind ourselves in the, uh, with the final uh, uh, verse from if, Ephesians chapter th 3, and this is uh, the message uh, uh, <coughs> translation, God can do anything, you know. Do you believe it? God can do anything. Amen? Far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. Amen? You can put you, you can engage your mind in saying, well, I want God to do this, and I want God to do that, and I think God can do this. I want to tell you, God's able to do even more than you can ever dream. <laughs> God wants to do even more than you can ever conjure up in your own imagination. Amen? And so we, we don't want to do things based on our imagination, but we want to do things according to the vision that God wants to give us. Amen? Hallelujah. He does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us. His Spirit deeply and gently within us. Thank God for the work of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Sometimes it takes time for us to respond. Okay? And he will just, he will just keep, you know, speaking to us gently. And, and, and you know, in the, the previous, uh, the, I think the, the New King James says, now, to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. Amen. How many knows the, uh, the Holy Spirit within us is a powerful thing? Amen. Uh, you know, I keep reminding us, uh, uh, us from time to time uh, of what the Apostle Paul says, okay, that if the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwell in you, it shall quicken, <laughs> amen, your mortal body, amen? And I think that that mortal body there is more than just this frame. I want to tell you, even the, the, the spiritual death is overcome <laughs> by the power of the Holy Spirit, amen? We have... We are to live a resurrected life, amen, through the power of the Holy Spirit. So this morning, let's believe that we can, God is going to show us beyond the horizon. You've been asking God to show you what his 
will and his purposes are for your life. You're not quite sure. You, you, you don't feel that you're able to see into the future in those areas. I want to tell you, ask God by his Holy Spirit <laughs> to speak to you, <laughs> to reveal to you what's beyond the horizon. <laughs> Amen? Hallelujah. There are great things to be discovered beyond the horizon. There are great things to be discovered, okay, spiritual, yet not, may not be yet revealed to us, but let's begin by being obedient to God, being obedient to his voice. And as we are obedient, and maybe in the small things, God will begin to open up uh, our understanding to what his purposes are for us in our lives. And we can know what it is to live a victorious, overcoming life, not in our own strength, but in the strength and power of the Holy Spirit. The Lord bless you. Amen.